We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, happy Monday, January the 30th, 2023. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here, the Daily Crow of the Spurs Up Show. Very excited to chat with each and every single one of you here on this Monday. I see Gad, Bill Luttrell, Travi, Brennan M., Gene Lott, Todd Smith. What's going on? Also, those in the Big Cock Club Discord, head over to the TDC Questions channel. The TDC Questions channel, be sure your questions are answered there. Again, we got a lot to get into. We're taking your questions, your comments, your calls as well. 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. Seven Bruin Nation, what's up? Gavin, Big Wash, John Edwards, Stephen Boyle Jr. We got the whole crew here again. Really excited to chat with each and every single one of you. As we get this week going, it is officially Nicholas Harbor announcement week as he will make his official announcement where he'll be playing his college football and be running track on Wednesday. Uh, I would imagine details are to follow this week because I have to think he's going to do something like on, on TV or uh, a live stream on 24-7 or something like that. So really, really excited for Wednesday. Going to be a lot of fun. Also, the guest lineup this week on TDC is jam-packed. Um, for the podcast on Thursday, I thought we were going to get him on TDC. My good friend J.D. Pakel of On3 Sports, we're actually chatting right after TDC today. So that full conversation, we'll talk everything from 2022 Gamecocks football, recruiting, Rattler, Wells, the 2023 season, all that good stuff. We'll talk South Carolina football. That combo will be attached, <clears throat> excuse me, to the Thursday podcast. Um, tomorrow, we've got Chris over from Southeastern 14, which they do a great job talking SEC sports. We'll talk with them about baseball, basketball, and football because they really cover it all. And then, of course, Wednesday, Mark Ryan, Thursday, J.C. Sherbert, and we might even have a special guest on Friday. So just stay tuned for that, guys. Again, another jam-packed week. We continue to count down the days to opening day. 18 days away from that. South Carolina basketball rolls on, both men's and women's. We got some exciting things happening on that side of things as well. I'll tell you guys about in just a second. But again, really excited to chat with you all. And let's get this week going on a high note. Of course, as always, TDC brought to you by our friends over at Price Picks. Go download the Price Picks app, go to pricepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code. T-S-U-S at sign up to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, you can play anything and everything from college sports, pro sports. Hey, the Super Bowl is upcoming, right? It's officially set. The Chiefs and Eagles will meet on February the 12th. 
So there will be tons of prop plays you can get into. Prize Picks is the spot to do it. Again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. When you do, use the promo code TSUS at sign up to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out. Tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. And again, so many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks. You should. As well. And again, we appreciate our friends over at Price Picks for their love and support of the show. And hopefully, I'm thinking the plan is we're going to make Price Picks a much bigger part of TSUS as we move forward. Because I'll tell you guys, you know, I've always been someone that I've kind of casually thrown the gambling stuff out there, right? And just in the sense of I, I like throwing out the lines, I, I like throwing out futures. And, and I just think it's a really cool and, and a good indicator of what Vegas thinks, what the national consensus is. And it gives you sort of an idea, right, of what to expect. Um, I'd like to make gambling content a bigger part of the Spurs Up show and me start to take it a little bit more seriously, right? Because I've been doing my SEC gambling picks, and and I'll be totally honest, and if there's anybody out there who has played those religiously, you're probably going to be upset to hear me say this, but, uh, you know, I really don't do a whole lot of research when it comes to those SEC gambling picks. It's really just off the cuff. I look at the game, boom, that's what I'm going with. And to be fair, I've been over 500 every year doing that, which is pretty crazy. I also would not play every single game if I was actually playing games. So I'm going to take it a little bit more seriously this season and really try to lock in on the gambling side of things and, and throw some money down myself and us really, really get into it. So um, anyways, also, guys, really, really excited on the women's basketball side of things. Very, very pumped, right? Very pumped because we are giving away a pair of tickets to the South Carolina LSU women's basketball game that is upcoming on Sunday, February the 12th. Details will drop later on social media, but the giveaway is going to be run through Instagram, and we are collabing with our friends at Carolina Alehouse in giving away these tickets. So again, really, really excited. Of course, that is a huge game. These are great seats as well. And uh, you'll have your chance to win. It'll be very similar to our other giveaways, like this page, tag three friends. <clears throat> and, of course, follow Carolina Alehouse to be eligible. But that that will drop later today, and we'll pick our winner, we'll say, probably Friday. Probably Friday we'll pick the winner. Maybe Saturday. I don't know. We might let it go through the weekend, but it'll be this week. We'll run the giveaway this week. Again, really excited to give away a pair of tickets to the South Carolina LSU basketball game also guys hey you see the merch right beamer rattler 2023 shout out to my dude over the weekend that was rocking the beamer rattler merch that was incredible seeing it behind lamont paris because we just dropped that merch a couple of weeks ago but over at tsus.store is where you can check this out uh we're also dropping a new collection later tonight you're going to be very excited to see this folks again we continue to hit the ground hard in regards to the merchandise side of the business. But again, TSUS.store. You can check out our Beamer Rattler collection. You can check out the Yardcocks collection, all of that, the Carolina Baseball stuff, the 7 plus 3 equals touchdown collection, all of that. So again, check us out. In the meantime, we're taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. The podcast, by the way, dropped this morning, episode 755, a full breakdown of what happened over the weekend on the hardwood as South Carolina suffers a heartbreaking. I mean, that 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 was a heartbreaking loss. That was a gut-wrenching loss, to say the least. Um, 
losing in Athens. Also, we talk a little bit of Wendell Gregory. He committed to the Gamecocks on Friday. Uh, so discuss that, of course. Um, we dove into our Yardcocks breakdown as we continue that. We talked second baseman on the show, which really excited for the second base position and Will McGillis, the Southern Miss transfer. Um, and outside of that, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all we touched on for, for the most part, I think. So again, go check that out, episode 755. And again, later this week, uh, we will talk more basketball. We'll, we'll talk South kind of short stops going into the season. And again, we'll have that conversation with J.D. Pakel of On3. Really pumped to talk with him this afternoon, like I mentioned. Again, guys, it is Nick Harbor announcement week. Let's see. You got some, we got some questions rolling in. <clears throat> let's see. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, shout out to Cock Hockey beating Clem Sucks 7-1. Big time W there. Uh, Jacob B said, did anybody else think the officiating from this weekend's was terrible? NFL starting to look rigged. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the officiating last night, I, I watched the Chiefs game. That was, that was, yeah, that, you know, rigged is a pretty serious accusation. But, uh, yeah, that was, there were some very questionable calls in that ballgame. Ronnie Pace, what's up? Appreciate you tuning in. Brian Dean says, men didn't play bad at Georgia. Georgia had some help from the refs on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, did you listen, you, the, the refs definitely helped Georgia. You, you can blame the refs, but South kind of blew that game. There's just no other way to put it. The Gamecocks blew that game. I said it after the game, you know, bad teams find ways to lose games, and, and that's unfortunately exactly what happened. That's exactly what you did. Um, you know, all those turnovers late in the ball game again, you had a 12-point lead, and you're just not able to hold on to it. I mean, I, I, I understand, man, we want to blame the refs, and SEC refs are terrible. I, I totally agree, and I get that. But the Gamecocks had that game in their grasp and just let it go. Just had that game in their grasp and they just let it go. So, uh, according to Hudson, Hudson, is there a tweet or did somebody just say this? According to Hudson, Shane Beamer will be appearing on the Fan Upstate tomorrow at 9.45 a.m. I guess that's per Rob Brown, right? Because Rob Brown is live or he was just live. I that is very interesting. That's very interesting. I just here's my question, and I <laughs> this is not a continuation of the previous conversation that had to do with the fan upstate and Mark Ryan and Shane Beamer. This is this is on a different level because I'll say this: I wonder if Shane Beamer, if that's true, if he's going on Rob Brown's show, right? Because I know one of the issues that many at the Fan Upstate took, right? Because Mark Ryan is just one personality at that radio station. He's just one person, right? They have producers. They have other shows. They have other personalities, what have you. And so a lot of them were a little, you know, they, they felt a little cross about it because it was like, okay, you know, it, yes, it was tweeted by the, the station account, but there are other people at the station that are innocent bystanders. You know what I mean? That that their livelihoods and their shows and the way people think of them now is negative because Beamer just bodied the entire station, not just Mark Ryan. Granted, it was their fault because they tweeted all that from the station account. So, I mean, anyways, I'm not trying to get in the nitty-gritty. What the point I was going to make is, though, if Shane Beamer's going on the fan upstate after he ba after he basically – not basically, he did. After he just he – just, pummeled them into the ground on Twitter, mocked their follower count. I just wonder 
I just wonder if Beamer will say anything in regards to, hey, just want you guys to know, I think you do a great job. Um, you know, I, I, I don't, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I just I just wonder. I just wonder. I, I, it, it's not going to be a Beamer-Mark Ryan segment. Because, again, if he's going on at 945, Mark Ryan is not even on the air until 3 o'clock. So, um, it's going to be on the Rob Brown show. But I just wonder, will Beamer almost soften his stance and kind of just say, hey, I, I didn't mean to, you know, come at everyone at this station that had nothing to do with that piece of content. Like, I just, I just wonder, right? I just wonder. Or will it be something where they just move on and it's it's not even addressed? Or, I, you know, I don't know. I, I just wonder. I just wonder. That'll be a very interesting segment, no doubt. Um, Hudson says, pretty sure they're just going to talk football, but I don't know it could be addressed. Hudson, I just don't know how he could go on the fan upstate and it not be addressed. I feel like it'd just be the elephant in the room. You know what I mean? It would be the elephant in the room. Uh, I know Rob Brown wasn't attacked specifically, but again, Shane Beamer came at the entire station, which includes everyone at the station, right? It, it, like, how could they not? How could they not address it? And, I, and I'm sure, I am sure Shane Beamer, either off air, maybe on air, but I'm sure, I'm sure at minimum off air, Shane Beamer's going to say, hey, sorry if you took that personally. It really, that shot wasn't meant for you necessarily. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, it don't bother me either way. I'm just curious. I'm just very curious. I think it's an interesting, I think it's an interesting dynamic for sure. Travis says some damage and image control. I mean, here's the thing, Travi. Not, I would just say this. I would just say this. I don't think, like, I don't think them bringing Shane Beamer on is going to change. The people that hate the fan upstate now because of that, I don't think it's going to change anybody's mind. And that's unfortunate to say, but it's just the reality. Once... Once people on social media, this applies just in, in the world too, but, you know, unfortunately, a, a lot of people are so hard-headed and stubborn and narrow-minded that once people have an opinion on, on you and they make an opinion on you, it's very hard. Pe people don't normally sway, right? Once they've demonized you, hey, once the, that, that, that's it. That's it. The, the story of the fan upstate has been written for a lot of people. Or, or they're going to follow you from afar as a hater because they don't want to admit that, you know, they, they've turned and um, – you know, that, oh, that person wasn't so bad after all. So, um, anyways, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, Hudson, I don't think they'll leave the convo there either. But uh, I, I don't know, man. It just feels like that elephant in the room. But either way, that's big for the fan upstate. That, that's And what, a, what an ironic turn of events, right? I mean, you can sit here and say everything happens for a reason, right? And so, for the fan upstate, if he does indeed go on, it's like, hey, would Shane Beamer ever have come on the airwaves had that not happened in the first place? I just wonder, as we still sit here never having Shane Beamer on the airwaves, it's kind of funny. Either way, though, it's whatever it is, what it is. It is what it is, folks. Cheers. Uh, Madison, yes, the women win again. Gamecocks have won a program record 27 straight games. Wild. 27 straight games. Feels good to be good. The women's basketball program, nobody... Nobody embodies that more than the women's basketball program. Let's see. Uh, okay. Big day for Will Sanders today. Big day for Will Sanders today. Two preseason All-American teams 
He has been named to. Uh, let's see. Sanders was named to the second team preseason All-American team. Uh, Baseball America was the first one to name him today. And then now D1Baseball.com has named him to their preseason All-American team. So, Will Sanders, big-time expectations. Big, 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 big-time expectations for Will Sanders and what he's going to do this season. Um, let's see. Again, guys, we're in the TDC questions channel of the Big Cock Club Discord. Uh, fire away with your questions there. John Edward, LSU and UConn could give us a game. I think UConn we could take care of. We play both, though. We play both, so we're going to find out. Uh, LSU's pretty damn good. LSU's pretty damn good. Garrett H. says, Chris, is Stone Blanton on the baseball team? No, he is not. Uh, there was a write-up a couple of weeks ago, Garrett, about Stone Blanton will be focusing on football this year, uh, partially due to, you know, he injured his shoulder during the football season, played through it, obviously, because in football, right, you can just, just tough it out, play through it, whatever. But uh, <clears throat> just one of those injuries that does not bode well for baseball. So, no, he he is focusing on football this spring. He is not on the baseball roster and I, you know, I, I understand it. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's one of those things that you come in if you're a guy like Stone Blanton or anybody else. Like, would you like to think you can play multiple sports? Yes, right? You, you'd like to think you can. And, and I'm not saying Stone is incapable of doing something. The guy was a fantastic and is a fantastic baseball player. But I feel like SEC football is such a business and it is such a needle mover, if you will, right? That like, I don't know, man. I just I just feel like it requires all of your attention, all of your efforts, all of your energy, especially when you look at a guy like Stone Blanton. He's going to be the dude at linebacker this fall. I mean, he's he's the guy, right? He, he's your he's your leader. Um, we're going to be expecting like an all conference type of season from him, or or just like a big season. You know what I mean? Like he he might be he might lead your team in tackles this year. Like that's the kind of role he's going to play. And so it's like this is a massive spring for him. And so it's just like, I, I think most fans would rather him just focus on football, right? Like selfishly enough, they they'd rather they they'd rather him just focus on football. You know what I mean? Um, again, it it sounds like it's more so coming down to that shoulder injury, and it it wouldn't allow him to to play. I I don't know. I don't know. I I just you know. It's a shame because, I mean, you know, I, we read how good of a baseball player he was. I mean, you were going to Mississippi State to play both. If you're doing that, you're a pretty damn good baseball player. So, um, yeah. So, Craig Phillips says, I know it's still early, but is Dawn pretty much turning into a Pat Summit? If not better, Craig, if not better. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I, I don't know where you'd rank Dawn Staley right now of all-time coaches, but uh, – I mean, I think when it's all said and done, she's going to be one of the one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest. I mean, I I just don't see South Carolina women's basketball slowing down anytime soon. I mean, as long as Dawn Staley's at Carolina, that's going to be a top five program. I mean, look at the way they're recruiting, and and let's just call it for what it is, right? You, you don't have the level of parity in women's college basketball, just in my opinion. Admittedly, I'm not watching every single game and all the women's college basketball across the country, right? But, like, you don't have quite as much parity, especially, like, what you have in the men's game, right? So, like, there are, what, six to eight really elite programs, like, really, really elite programs, maybe eight to ten. I mean, I, I don't want to sell anything short, but, I mean, they're just getting the best players, dude. They're getting the best players. 
like just above and beyond. It's not even remotely close. So as long as Dawn is there, they're going to be, in my opinion, at minimum a, a top five program. I mean, it's just, again, there's a couple of teams, I think, you know, that'll give you headaches on a year-in, year-out basis. Stanford, you know, LSU looks to be here for the long haul. Uh, UConn, um, who else is really good? I, I mean, and, and I'm not saying they're never going to lose again, right? There's there's going to be some 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 games here and there, I'm sure, where it's like, here's the fun question. Would you, and I know it may sound weird, but would you rather South Carolina women's basketball lose a game before they get to the postseason? Because some will argue losing a game is good for you. Some will argue that. Or would you like to see them go into the postseason undefeated and see if they can carry that through and finish undefeated? I know it might sound silly, but there is some people that look at it and say, you know, that that loss right there, they needed that. They needed that to humble themselves, to, to lock in and to focus. I think this team, though, has got a real good chance to go undefeated. I, I, I think that is a very, very realistic goal for this group. I'm sure it's one they have set for themselves. But, I, I mean, who's going to beat them? Maybe LSU, but you got them on your home floor. Sellout crowd. So, yeah. Anyways, 843-790-3377. That's definitely a lot more fun to talk than the uh, – than, uh, Men's basketball, for sure, because it is it is very, very ugly right now. It is very ugly on the men's basketball side of things. Uh, really, I mean, just really unfortunate, man. Really unfortunate. Anyways, in case you missed it, Will Sanders, named second team preseason All-American by D1Baseball.com. Those guys do a fantastic job. Also, shout out my boys, 11.7. They are back in the fold. Dropped a podcast this morning. Was checking it out a little bit. I'm just, dude, I'm, I'm pumped, man. I'm excited for college baseball. I'm, I'm really excited to get those guys on the show and talk ball with them and you know, hopefully I can go on their show and talk a little ball as well. But uh, really, really pumped, guys. 18 days until first pitch. 18 days. Um, Going to be a lot of fun, man. The 2023 season is upon us. By the way, just a quick content update. And I was probably going to wait until like the week of to tell you guys. But I'll go ahead and let you know. Okay? I'll go ahead and let you know. And I know this may seem anticlimactic, if you will. I think I'm using that word correctly. The week of opening day, right? The week of opening day, that Tuesday is Valentine's Day. Now, why do I bring that up, right? That's a very big week for us. Monday, I will drop the full season preview podcast, everything from projected lineup, rotation, prediction, storylines, all that good stuff. It's going to be a really, really fun show. The focus is going to be counter baseball in this upcoming season. Thursday's podcast will be a full series preview, right, of the upcoming series, of the first series of the 2023 baseball season, that series against UMass Lowell as we get it going. With that being said, though, we will have no TDC that week on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday because yours truly is going to be out of town Sunday 
through Wednesday, we are going skiing. I'm taking the lady to the mountains. We're going to hit the slopes. going to have us a hell of a time. And I thought, you know what? Let's get one. Let's get a trip in before the baseball season really gets going, if you will. Not that we can't travel in season. But it just lined up with Valentine's Day. Great time of year to go. And uh, I haven't been skiing since I was like 15 years old. So I'm really looking forward to it. But that week, that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the... 13th, 14th, and 15th. We will have no TDC. We will return on Thursday, and we will get after it full steam ahead on TDC. And then, of course, Friday will be opening day. So we'll be looking forward to it. I just wanted to give you all that update. You want to go ahead and cross off your calendar. No TDC on those three days. But uh, really excited to hit the mountains and go skiing. We're going to have us a hell of a time. It's Valentine's Day, man. Do something special for the lady or special for your man or whatever it might be, right? And that's what we're doing, going on a little trip. Going to be a blast. Going to have a lot of fun. Uh, Craig Phillips says, better question. Would you rather lose? Would you rather them lose to LSU or lose to a lesser team? I mean, I don't, I don't want to lose. I, I don't want to lose, but, uh, you know, I, so, I mean, I don't, I don't know how to pick who you lose to, but I don't want to lose, but that LSU game is going to be a lot of fun. That LSU game is going to be a lot of fun. So, Anyways, guys, 843-790-3377. Again, we talked Gamecocks second baseman uh, on the podcast today. Really excited. The name you need to know when it comes to second baseman, Will McGillis, the Southern Miss transfer. You look at his numbers from a season ago, and he's a redshirt senior, a right-handed batter, 264 for the Golden Eagles, 16 home runs, and 51 RBI, he did strike out 57 times, so he needs to cut down on the strikeouts, but also drew 32 walks. Was also 6 of 9 on stolen bases. But Will McGillis is the name. And again, we've talked a lot about the transfer portal when it comes to the Yardcocks. This is one of the big transfer guys they are going to be leaning on. Again, you look at McGillis's numbers, you love what you see in regards to power. Would like to see those average numbers come up. And I will say this, you know, I think the big thing and what, what makes a successful season for the second baseman and in turn, Will McGillis, right? Because, again, second base is all about this kid. You know, you've got some depth there. I think Kevin Madden could slide in, Michael Braswell if you need behind him. But this position's all about McGillis. That's, that's why they brought him in to be the everyday second baseman. I, I think sometimes we make too much of the transition from one league to another in regards to pitching. And I'm not saying, like, listen, the SEC is different. It's, it's the best conference in all of college baseball. The pitching you're going to see on a weekend-in, weekend-out basis is unlike any other. But if you can hit, you can hit, right? If you can hit, you can hit. Now, I, I think the big question for McGillis will be the transition um, from, you know, playing at Southern Miss and the competition they face on a weekly basis to the SEC. But again, if you can hit, you can hit. And 16 home runs, you've got power. You've got legitimate power that will play pretty much anywhere, uh, especially at Founders Park. So, Will McGillis also, by the way, heard he's not too shabby with the gloves. So, it should be another positive addition to your defense and, uh, you know, what you hope is the insertion of another veteran bat for Mark Kingston's squad, and hopefully that's going to lead, uh, you know, to improved offensive numbers for this ball club. So, Will McGillis is hopefully, and I think a name you're going to get to know very, very quickly, and is someone that, uh, as the season progresses, might become a household name for this Gamecocks team in 2023. So, really excited for what McGillis can provide you, like I said, and coming over from Southern Miss. And, hey, listen, Southern Miss was a good program. They are a good program. They had a hell of a season last year. Uh, we're in the Super Regionals, I believe. So, th you know, th th they're guys that come from there. They're not intimidated by facing SEC pitching or being in the SEC. Like, those guys love taking on Mississippi State, LSU, 
I mean, they do it all the time. And again, Southern Miss is a really dangerous program, dangerous team. And they take a lot of pride in their baseball. So a guy coming from there, you know that, uh, you know, you, you know that he'll be ready. Anyways, guys, 8437903377. That is 8437903377. Any thoughts on the basketball game over the weekend? Also, by the way, this is a complete side note. Um, yours truly, I'm, 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 I'm in full golf mode at this point, by the way. Um, I don't know how many golfers we have that tune in the show. I feel like we got a decent amount, but I am working on adding. So our my vendor just recently released, you know, we used to have these like cottony type polos, whatever. They were okay, got the job done. We're not my favorite, to be honest with you. My vendor now has Adidas uh, variants for golf polos and quarter zips. And I got some for me, guys. And let me tell you, the material, the quality is, it's second to none. I know we're in Under Armour school, but you know what? Adidas is what my vendor has. Adidas is what I'm going with. So for all my golfers out there, we finally have like legitimate golf merchandise and we'll be adding golf merchandise over at tsus.store. So literally every popular design we have that you can think of, it will be on a golf polo and we'll be dropping those quarter zips. They'll be in black and white. Unfortunately, we do not have any garnet, but still it's enough to get the job done. And again, really excited for that. So all my golfers out there, you will have a full collection. Yeah, the Adidas polos are really nice. I will say that it's a really nice, lightweight kind of dry fit material really, really nice. I mean, again, if you guys are hitting the golf course, you're hitting the links this spring, this summer, definitely going to leave. And, and you want to wear it for game day, right? You want to wear it for game day. Like I'm, you have, you guys obviously see, like I'm not a huge polo guy. I, like, like when it comes to content and, and tailgates, like I, I normally only wear polos when I'm golfing, but uh, the amount that I'm golfing now, I definitely need it. I definitely need it. Lynn, I, I will check Lynn on the women's cuts on golf where I will see if they've got like specific women's polos. They might. They actually might. Um, yeah, they might. So I, I will let you know. I will check on that, Lynn. Yeah, I, I'm still putting the golf, all the golf uh, apparel together. I, I have not even remotely finished that in regards to, to putting that together. Um, but I've got myself like a Beamer Rattler 2023 polo, and it's it's fire. I mean, it's just absolute fire. So on that note, guys, the Beamer Rattler 2023 merch is out and available now. So be sure to go check it out uh, over at tsus.store. Let's see. Uh, yeah, Coleman, yeah, Ole Miss did eliminate Southern Miss. You are correct. Aaron Thompson, defense is a hell of a lot more important for my second baseman than his power. Yeah, Aaron, no, I, I've, I've heard great things about McGillis defensively. I, I've heard great things about him. Um, I think we should be good. It's not like we got some guy who's a slouch, but he can just hit. Um, yeah, feel really good about McGillis's defense, but it, it's all about hitting, though, Aaron. It, it really is. It's all about hitting. It's about finding the nine best hitters and putting them in the lineup. That, that's it. I mean, dude, if you can hit, you'll play. Bottom line, if you can hit, you'll play. Yeah, they will find a spot for you if you can hit. So, um, yeah, excited what McGill's can bring. Excited for what McGill's can bring. Really excited to to lock in my predictions on the season. Um, that's that started to become clearer and clearer for me as we get closer to first pitch. Uh, looking forward to <clears throat> looking forward to it. Looking forward to dropping those predictions again. We'll be out of town that week, but the content will just continue to roll. I'm probably going to have content from like the top of a freaking mountain, literally on, on a ski slope. So 
that'll be a lot of fun. That'll actually be very, very cool. So, um, yeah. Let's see. Okay, beautiful. Anyways, guys, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. Let's see. Ruination says 31 minutes in the show, and we haven't hit on the biggest story of the weekend, Satterfield's rice and sausage. Yeah, indeed. Indeed, my friend. That uh, that rice and sausage was tough. <laughs> that rice and sausage was a tough look for sure. I, I just can't believe they tweeted that. I, I can't believe they posted that. Truly. Like, why? You, you didn't have to post that, right? I don't know. Looked about as bland as Satterfield's offense did at South Carolina, so... There's not a whole lot of love for Sat from the Gamecock community. That's for damn sure. Uh, the Gamecocks take on UConn Sunday, February the 5th. So this this Sunday, right? That would be this Sunday. Yeah. That's this Sunday. So you've got the upcoming schedule. The women's team plays Kentucky at home on Thursday and then again at UConn at noon on Fox this Sunday. So... And so the so you got Kentucky, UConn, Auburn, and then LSU at home. And that's the big one, of course, Sunday, February the 12th. Huge game. Huge, huge game. Kemper, what's up, my man? How are you? What's going on? John Edward, the elephant in the room. Shane Beamer, 2024. Welcome, Mazio Bennett, possibly. Yeah, John Edward, I have no idea. I have no idea who it is. Um, I, I've seen some projections. I've seen some people guessing who it might be. I'm not exactly sure. So I'm not exactly sure. Aaron, yeah, Wingo did not hit worth a damn until he was he was later in his career for sure. He did, here's a fun story, guys. I don't know if y'all knew this. Ray Tanner actually brought in Adrian Morales to be Scott Wingo's replacement if he did not get his act together swinging the bat. That's a that's a that's a fun fun story, for sure. Let's see. Anyways, guys, phone lines wide open here on this here on this Monday. How was you guys' weekend, by the way? Mine was pretty uneventful, just chilled, hang out, low key, nice and relaxing. We had a good time. Mm. 
Yeah, Jacob E. Yeah, Jacob E. Um, Stetson Bennett arrested in Dallas. Pretty wild, right? Pretty wild. Mark Sturkey says, why do you talk shit about Clemson, but you hire their coach? It's Clemson sucks, by the way, Mark. It's Clemson sucks. Uh, Monty Lee was a Gamecock before he was a Tiger. So, all is forgiven, my friend. Yeah. It's Clemson sucks, though, Mark. Clemson sucks. Make sure you get it right here if you're on this channel. Um, Kemper, is the basketball team getting a little better with each game played? Well, Kemper, I, I think a lot of it has to do, if you want to be totally honest, with the fact that Georgia's not very good either. If you, if you look at the statistics going in that game, both these teams, I mean, it was two of the worst teams statistically in college basketball. So, you know, I, 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 I would like to think this team's improving, Kemper, no doubt. I mean, you saw some things the other night that, that hopefully those trends stick, right? If you can get a more consistent production, if you can get more consistent production out of Hayden Brown, I think that's going to help in the long run. Jacoby Wright, right? Chico Carter, what they did in uh, in support roles. You know, Gigi Jackson, you just need him to keep doing his thing. And uh, if you can get Michi Johnson going, I mean, you might be cooking with something. That's why I think this team will win two or three more games probably. Maybe one or two, I don't know. But th they'll win a couple more just because I think there will be a couple of nights where, where it does click. Um, I, I think this team, Kemper, kind of is who it is. I mean, you, listen, you would expect them to get better right over the course of the season. I mean, it, it would seem like, you know, we're not asking Lamont Paris for really anything in year one. But if you can't even show improvement from game one to the final game, I mean, that that to me just seems, that, that seems like that that's a pretty fair ask, right? All we're asking is this team improve just slightly over time. That's all we're asking for. I, I don't know that it'll happen, though. I don't know that it is really happening. I mean, I, I think we'll get a much better gauge tomorrow night. When you take on Mississippi State at home, um, you know, and that's a game that I think you'll probably be an underdog in again. I'll be very curious, though, to see what the line is in that ball game. But, uh, you know, it's – I would expect Mississippi State to play a lot of press because we obviously showed we could not handle it against Georgia. So, I, you know, it, it's, it's just tough because that Georgia game was one you, you should have had, man. That just – that hurts. That hurts to have a game in your grasp like that and – just let it slip through, man. Just let it slip through is tough. Just really, really tough. So, but it is what it is. And, you know, the, 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 the tough season, the tough season continues. So, Madison Duncan, I think we're good on audio. I think it might just be you. I don't know. I don't know. Chase Youngblood said that shit was a monstrosity. I'm sure you're talking about uh, Satterfield's cooking. I would imagine that's, that's what you're speaking on here. Um... Will Sisk said, if Kingston can't do it this year, is Monty Lee the coach in waiting? I don't think it's that simple. Mm -mm. I, don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. That, to me, you know, it's, it's a bold move, right? It's a bold move to bring on Monty Lee onto your coaching staff, to bring on Clem Sucks's fired head coach onto your staff. However, you can get away with it because Monty was a Gamecock first, right? And those in the baseball community have a great deal of respect for Monty Lee. Players love the guy. I mean, I've never heard anybody say one bad word about Monty Lee from when he was at South Carolina, College of Charleston, Clem Sucks, whatever. Uh, Monty Lee is a guy that is universally liked. So maybe it's not too bold to bring him onto your staff as an assistant. However, if things go south this year and it's evident you've got to move on from Mark Kingston, 
promoting Monty Lee as your head coach, not doing any sort of diligent search and just, you know, making a the, 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 the easy move on your staff and promoting Monty Lee to your head coach who did not win at Clem Sucks, I think that's too bold. I, I, I don't think that happens. I, I think South Carolina, if it goes south, I think they will clean house, and I think there will just be a full-on search, and I think the Gamecocks will commit to hiring a big-time, big-time name that fits South Carolina baseball and what this school is and what this program is and what the expectations are. I, I, I just, as much as I like Monty Lee, I, I don't see that happening. I, I, I don't think it, I don't think it occurs where Coach Lee slides in and and takes over as the next head coach. That's just my two cents. Um, anyways, guys, let's see. Anyways, we've hit twelve forty. Let's go ahead and jump into our first break. The time is flying by today here on this Monday. On the other side, I want to hear from you. More of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377 here on this Monday. Hey, the final couple of days of January, right? Wednesday is February the 1st. Hey, soak in every day, folks. Enjoy the present moment because time flies by. As you see, the first month of 2023 is almost over. Coleman Hall asks, your honest prediction for South Carolina football's offense this fall, my honest prediction, I I will say, I mean, it's hard to pinpoint exactly points per game and all that. I don't think we're going to be like Tennessee's offense. Let me just put it that way. I, I don't think we're scoring 50 a game or anything crazy like that. I, I, think, I think offensive line still has a ways to go. At this point right now, running game feels like a bit of a question mark. I don't know who our starting running back is going to be. We have a major, major question mark at the running back position. Um, you know, O-line's a little bit of a of a, a new-look group to a degree. Again, having Juice and Rattler back is big, and I think Trey Knox adds a nice piece at tight end. He'll be another weapon for you. You know, I, I when it's all said and done, right, the, the numbers may not look all that much different than what they were this past season. Maybe a little bit better, but like points per game-wise, you averaged fine, but I just want to see more consistency. I just want to see more consistency. That That's really it, you know. I just want to see consistency. I, I don't want us for 10 weeks to look totally incompetent, Right? I don't want us for 10 weeks to look totally clueless. And then the final two weeks of the season, figure it out. So, um, and I think we will. I think we have to, and I think we will. But it's going to be interesting, Coleman, no doubt. I, I don't think it's just some sure thing that, you know, all of a sudden we're going to be, uh, we, we've got some holes to plug. There's no question. Andrew Murphy, will there be packs smoked for the baseball season? Will there be packs? There will indeed be packs, Andrew. I will say this, though. I mean, it's obviously not going to be like an every game we win pack. Uh, it's probably not even going to be an every series victory pack. I don't know. We could do that, though. We, I mean, we, we could. We could do that. I'd have no problem with that. 
But for the big series, I, I'll pick and choose my spots, Andrew. But there will most definitely – like, I'm not going to smoke a pack after we win a midweek game. I'm not doing that, right? There, that's that's a little bit of overkill. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a little bit of overkill. So, anyways, 843 Uh, big time pickup on Friday afternoon. Wendell Gregory, the four-star linebacker. Also, guys, speaking, we were talking about the fan upstate earlier. Um, talking about the fan upstate, I will be going on Mark Ryan's show today at 440. Um, which, God, you think about it a week ago. Was it a week ago? I think it was a week ago today when when all the chaos and madness just went down. I, anyways, <laughs> anyways, anyways. Um, <laughs> excited to talk with Mark. I'm sure we're going to talk a lot of Gamecocks basketball, maybe some more recruiting. Of course, again, it is Nicholas Harbor Decision Week. Looking forward to that. Travi says, "Smoke one." We beat the Citadel. Just kidding. I. Travi, I don't know. After last year, I think we should celebrate every midweek win, right? Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I'll say this: I think the packs are best when they're organic, right? With, with football, it's easy though. You only play twelve games, so it's like you're going to smoke a pack after every single one of those games, right? When you win, especially the big games. But uh, in baseball, it's more so. There's so many games. You know, you got to pick and choose your spots. I tell you this: I tell you this: the next basketball game that we win, men's. We better smoke a pack because I don't know that we're going to get many more opportunities to do so. We, we 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 better just go ahead and light up a pack. Go ahead and burn it down, my guy. Go ahead and burn it down. Aaron Hodgins, what's your Aaron Hodges? I apologize. What's your expectation of the defense? That side of the ball is thin. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I I think that uh, you know again, there's question marks there as well, and and every team has question marks, but you know, I, you lost two big time edge guys. I mean, I, I'll tell you this. I think if we sit back, I think if we sit back and we're we're really realistic with ourselves, right? There are things to be optimistic about about this season. Year three, Rattler, Juice are back, but there are holes on this football team. I, just no question. I mean, there are some massive holes, and I know people don't like to hear it, but you know the transfer portal ravaged us. There's there's no question. Like we we. I understand why 24-7 Sports labeled us as a loser in the transfer portal. I don't feel like we picked up the same caliber of player we lost. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I mean, I think we missed on a couple of guys that we wanted that would have been game changers. I mean, one specifically in Jeffcoat that would have been a day one starter. I mean, yes, we've got some very talented freshmen coming in. Very talented freshmen. But if you just look purely at the transfer portal and what it did to our roster, it hurt this year. It, it, it hurt, absolutely. Um, you know, you lose both of your starting edge guys. You're going to have two brand new corners. I know you feel good about your young guys in the secondary, but still, it's a new look secondary. I, I think linebacker, you know, Stone Blanton, I'm excited for him, but linebacker's still a question, guys. It's still a question. What is it going to be, Stone Blanton and then freaking Pup Howard playing as a true freshman? That's a question mark. Run defense is a question mark again, again, right? And then offensively, 
you know, your O-line, what do you make of that group? Again, you're bringing in some really good players, but they're not going to be ready to play immediately. You're not starting freshmen up front. That's not a good recipe for success in the SEC. And then outside of Rattler and Wells, I mean, what are, you know, what are the, what are the proven weapons? I, I feel good about Knox. We'll throw him in there as well. I mean, outside of that, I guess you could throw Xavier Leggett. I guess you could throw Xavier Leggett as a nice number two. But, yes, Mo Kaba, Jeremy, good point. Thank you. I did forget about Mo Kaba. I did forget about Mo Kaba. That is my mistake because he got hurt. Yes, Mo Kaba. Coming off an of injury, though, that'll be a question. I forgot Debo Williams is even back, to be honest with you. That's, damn, I didn't know he had that much eligibility. Um, Okay. It's funny, they've still got the 2022 roster and, like, the top name is Jaheim Bell. <laughs> That's funny. Um, okay, Debo was a redshirt sophomore. You are correct. All right. All right. So, maybe we'll be a little bit better at linebacker than I thought, but the bottom line is this. We're going to have question marks all over the field. We're going to have question marks all over the field. I guess, did Daryl wear into the portal? Is he back? I don't know. I don't remember. Anyways, um, so I, I think the defense, it, it's tough to say, man. I mean, you're asking me about specific predictions in January, right, for the defense. It's it's tough to say because there's a lot of moving pieces and, and there's going to be a lot of new faces. And so, uh, you know, what do you, you know, what do you make of that? But, uh, you know, I, I, I'll tell you this. I, I think this team... This Gamecocks team, there's a lot of reasons to be excited, right? There's a lot of reasons to be excited. There's also a lot of question marks. There's a reason why I put my my worst case scenario at seven and five. It could happen. It seven and five could happen. It, it absolutely could happen. That's why, you know, I think you look at the schedule. If you can go eight and four again, guys, I think that's a really good year. Correct me, correct me if I'm wrong. Would eight and four be a successful year in year three of Shane Beamer? As our good friend Luke RJ says, is that Beamer ball? Is is eight and four in year three, is that Beamer ball? Or is that falling short? Do, do you need to see do you need to see Carolina improve on their win total yet again? I would say eight and four would be a successful year. I I, I do. I, I would, you know, I, I actually liked a lot what Mark Ryan had to say. Success is eight and four. The goal, though, is nine and three. The goal's nine and three. But eight and four would be a successful year. I think seven and five would be, it'd be an average year. It'd be a little bit below average. I, I think you lose a couple of games. If you go seven and five, I think you're losing a few that are really tough to stomach. You know, maybe Mizzou again or a Kentucky sneaks up and bites you. Maybe that season opener to UNC, you know, anything worse than seven and five, six and six or worse is is a failure in my opinion. It's a failure. Um, but it's out. It's not outside of the realm of possibility, guys. Right? I mean, look what happened to Arkansas in year three. They had all these crazy expectations, thoughts they might win the West. They went six and six. I mean, it's very possible, right? Um, because you think what what if Liam Cohen? And O'Leary at Kentucky is the answer for them offensively. What if Bobby Petrino at Texas A&M, laugh all you want, but what if he's the answer for them offensively, for the Aggies? And you got to go to College Station. 
you know, what if Tennessee's Tennessee again and they bounce back and get revenge on you? They're on their home field. Georgia's still Georgia. What if your secondary and your defense as a whole isn't really quite ready and up to the challenge week one for Drake May and what that UNC offense can do? What if Clem sucks is a lot better than we think they're going to be or hope they're going to be with Garrett Riley and Cade Kludnick and they, they come into Willie B and get their revenge? I'm just saying, all of a sudden, seven and five, six and six creeps into the realm of possibility. Not saying that's going to happen. I'm just giving you the alternative perspective. On the flip side, we could just beat all those teams I just mentioned, or or most of all those teams, right? So, and Kaki Tuan says we have Spencer. Yes, we have Spencer, Kaki Tuan. You're right, but you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me a lot like last year and last summer, where. I did not give even enough credence to the fact that we could have been as bad as we were offensively, Cocky Twan. Would you, I mean, I mean, think about it, my guy. Would you have ever expected that? So, like, you have to. I think it's only fair, man. You have to go into this season thinking that's possible. Maybe not to that level, but, like, this offense still might not be as explosive as we want it to be. It may not. It, it, it might be way better, but it, but it may not. You know what I mean? Like, it might just be average. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and I put a lot of it on, but like, it's a new system. It's a new OC. Is it going to be just a seamless transition? I hope so. I really hope so. But, you know, I, I'm going to need more than a press conference to, to convince me otherwise. Because I've, I, bro, listen, I've, I can't even – it's, it's hard for me to believe at times that people put so much stock in, in coaching pressers. Like, my our, our guy, I, I keep bringing Luke RJ up. But Luke RJ, that dude will judge a coach, a team, a player off a press conference. Bro, I've heard the same shit from different coordinators, players, et cetera, head coaches over – it don't mean jack shit. Hey, in the post – or excuse me, in the preseason, the summer, everybody's undefeated. Everybody's 0-0. What difference does it make? Every coordinator is great in the summer, right? Like, that's kind of like, uh, you know, listening to Mark Kingston and, and, and the players talk. And, and I understand, right? You go, into, you go into the season and you're optimistic, excited. You should be. You absolutely should be. But everyone is optimistic and excited this time of year, right? Guess what? We were optimistic and excited this time of year last year before we had a losing record. So... You know, talking season just don't mean a whole lot, man. It it don't mean a whole lot. Really doesn't. Talking season, it don't mean a ton. It don't mean a ton. Anyways, guys, let's see. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. Let me make sure. Wow, I've had the phone lines on Do Not Disturb this whole time. I don't think anybody's even tried to call in, thankfully. But uh, the phone lines were on Do Not Disturb, guys. I do apologize. They're wide open now, though. 843-790-3377. I think I cut it on Do Not Disturb over the weekend. I apologize on that. Um, James Kendall, Muschamp's press conference was better than Kirby's. I mean, yeah. I mean, dude, Must Muschamp was good in pressers. Yeah, Muschamp was good in pressers. 
And f- fans are fans are funny in that way, right? Because I mean, there were Gamecock fans that that, that defended Muschamp to the end, right? I mean, they, really, truly, there were. People may not remember that now. You know, they they conveniently forget that. But so I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know. And I love Coach Beamer, and I'm not saying this because, like, there's a bunch of things I want to say about Shane Beamer, but, like, you you know, guys, you can't really say anything even remotely critical about South kind of football and in turn Shane Beamer without the wrath of Gamecock Nation raining down on you. And that's totally fine. And, and I don't have anything. Like I said, I think Shane Beamer's doing a great job. Beamer ball to the freaking moon. I really have no complaints about Shane Beamer. The point I'm trying to make, though, is it's like, isn't it funny? Like, people defended Muschamp the exact same way. And you can't tell me they didn't. You listen. I know there's there's some of you out there that thought the hire was was trash from the start. I hear you. I hear you. But most of Gamecock Nation, I would argue, or a lot of Gamecock Nation, they defended Muschamp the same exact way. They defend Beamer. Not not different. The same exact way. The same exact way. And I can tell you from personal experience, because when I went on record and said, fire Will Muschamp, it was, oh my God. I mean, it, every day on social media was an all-out war. It was an all-out war, right? And there were people that rode with Muschamp, I mean, until the very end. It took some people, I, I remember talking to some people in the 2020 season, like after the A&M game, when we lost 48-3 at home, y'all recall that? Or was it 48 to nothing or something like that? And they were like, yep, that's the one that broke me. I'm like, what took you so long? Like, it took you that long? It took you that long? So, yeah, it's it's just like, I mean, dude, yeah. And Coleman, I think, great point here. People worship college football coaches like they or their parents worship God. Hey, it just means more, Coleman. It just means more. It just means more, my friend. Let's see. Yeah, Cocky Twan, I think y'all know when I was done with Muschamp after the uh, the North Carolina game. Guys, again, quick reminder, you see the merch. Beamer Rattler 2023. Haven't gotten a ton of feedback on it in regards to, I mean, I, I've we've seen people buying it, which I appreciate that. But what do y'all think about the new design? Do you like it more, less, the same than the 22 design? Obviously, it's different. We got the year on the bottom now. Beamer Rattler, the outline. We got this in garnet black and white. Do y'all like it more, less... The same as the 22. Again, I didn't just want to keep the exact same design and then change the number. Wanted to go with something a little bit different. You know, it's it's tough to top because the 22 design is is the first one, right? It was the first one. And it, so it's hard to, you know, it's hard for a sequel to top uh, the original. But I think the I think the merch turned out pretty well, actually, to be honest with you. So, but I'd love to hear you guys' feedback. Uh, Coleman Hall, I can't lie. I remember that Louisiana Tech game. I was out on Must Champ then. Yeah, I remember, what were, we were down like what, like sixteen to nothing, and one seventeen to sixteen. James Kendall says the ten minute drive against Florida broke me. That that was that was again. That was twenty twenty though. James, you were still, you know, there there were still a lot of people, a lot of people that were 
were hanging on for dear life going to 2020 after a 4 and 8 season wow here we go yeah here's the confirmation Rob Brown Show confirms South Carolina head coach Shane Beamer will join the Rob Brown Show tomorrow morning at 9.45. Set your calendar for Coach Beamer's The Fan Upstate debut. Very much so looking forward to the conversation. Hashtag Spurs Up. The Fan Upstate's Twitter account quotes it. Set your calendars. Gamecocks fans, USC head coach Shane Beamer join the Rob Brown Show. Let's get it. I'm actually very happy for them. That that is that is awesome. I, I think that's very awesome. Somebody literally replied and said, "How did you get coach to agree to come on a JV radio station that no one listens to?" Again, I I just to the point somebody made earlier. I don't think they're gonna like start the combo with like, "Hey, so coach about that tweet." I don't think they're gonna do that. I, but I just don't know how Shane Beamer is gonna come on the show without saying something about it. I I. I I think Beamer's actually going to – I'll tell you this. I think Beamer's going to issue an apology. How much do you want to bet? I will – I am willing. Why else would you go on? Why else – because because then, again, to that point, if they're a JV radio station nobody listens to, why would you be going on it? You see what I'm saying? So, I, I wonder. I wonder. I, that, I am going to be tuned in very closely to that conversation. I, I, I am very excited to hear what Beamer's going to have to say. I'm, I'm just going to say that right now. I am very, very pumped. I do think it's kind of funny, though, he's not he's not going on and talking to Mark. I, I wonder how Mark feels about it. I wonder how Mark feels about that. Robbie Davis says, what's up, Chris? It's Robbie. Like I've said all along, let Beamer cook. All we need to do is relax. Go Gamecocks. Beamer, ball to the moon. Robbie, you're the man. Appreciate you, my friend. Hope you're having a fantastic Monday. Uh... Coleman said Beamer's going to be nice or super sassy. I don't think, see, Coleman, I don't think he's going to be super sassy because Rob Brown was actually on Beamer's side or whatever during the whole thing. Um, was only complimentary of Beamer, only supportive of Beamer. So I, I don't think Beamer would have agreed to come on if he was, like, going to come on with an attitude. You see what I'm saying? Like, I, I just don't, I don't, I, why would Beamer double down for for no reason? You know what I mean? Why would he double down for no reason? I don't know. But I, I love to see it. I, I really do. I love to see it. Hey, and you know what I'll say is this. You know what, I, you know what I'll say? I'll say this. Um, everything happens for a reason. And so now I'm sure if you asked, I'm sure if you asked anybody at the Fan Upstate, they are so happy things played out the way they did. Because you know why? You know what the end result was? Shane Beamer's coming on their radio station. I mean, they won. They won. They won. It worked out pretty well for them, right? Like, that end result worked. I don't know that Beamer's coming on their radio station otherwise. It worked out pretty well. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. Seemed like it worked out pretty well for the fan upstate. 
And good for them too, because I, I don't think uh, I don't think Beamer coming on our airwaves is something that'll ever happen. <laughs> I don't, and it, and it's fine, and it's fine. Listen, we we've got we've got great relationships with with. Uh, it, it's interesting though, you know, the relationships like we. I'm tight with 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 the coaches, with a couple of the coaches on staff. Like, there's people. It's it's either like I'm tight with people in the building, or like there's people in the building that literally despise me. It's one way or the other, right? There, there, I'm, I'm sure there's – I don't know that there's a whole lot of people that are just kind of in the middle. Um, I mean, heck, guys, I, I, we, we, I can tell you this. I was informed that apparently when, when uh, you know, when they hire interns or whoever, you know, like they, they, they hire a lot of interns like their recruiting staff and uh, the strength staff and all that, whatever, like just these like college kids or college students or what have you. Apparently, whenever they hire them, they've got something on the form or like on the application or, or or agreement they sign or whatever. They have to check a box or sign off on something that basically says you will not give any information to the Spurs Up show. And it specifically states the Spurs Up show. <laughs> so TSUS is well known in the Gamecocks football building. That is for sure. That is for sure. So, it's all good, though. It's all love. Because, again, it's really funny. Like, there are coaches that I talk to in the building. Like, there's people that I talk to in the building still. So, I, I mean, whatever. It, it's, it's I, I don't know. And, and then there, there's still, there's still people that send me stuff that, work on the creative media team that work on the strength staff that work on, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? The recruiting staff, whatever, but no, I've got a good relationship with Shane Beamer. He, he, again, he follows us on social media as do many of the coaches. I've communicated with coach Beamer before met him in person, taught in person. The relationship is great. So the relationship is fantastic. It, it's nothing like what it was when, uh, when Muschamp was the coach. So Yes, Phil, that clip was a, a year ago today, and that was from the Ruck and Rooster show. You were in the clip, Phil, so it should have looked familiar to you. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate you. I'll say this, too. I was looking at that clip. I was like, I like the studio set up more now than, than what we used to have at the old studio. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a bigger fan of the setup now. I will say that. Uh, guys, let's go ahead and jump into another break. On the other side, I want to continue to hear from you. More of your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Here on this Monday, January the 30th, 2023. Again, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Excited to get this week going with each and every single one of you. Um, had our guy Bruin Nation send me something, a screenshot from a Facebook group. And, you know, I'm I'm hesitant to read it, man, just, just because you just never know what is true and what's not in, like, these Facebook groups and he said, she said type of stuff. So, which, uh, it's funny. I feel like I've been banned from probably, from a lot of Facebook groups for some strange reason. I don't know. Either way, let's jump into the phone lines here. Awesome. Justin. Justin, what's up, man? How are you? Doing good. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing fantastic, my friend. Appreciate you asking. What's going on? 
Hey Chris, um, I, I, it was not a good day. It was not a good weekend for me this week. Um, man, I just I, this heartbreak for soccer. It was just most heartbreaks I didn't see a long time. You know. Yeah, that was an unfortunate game Saturday night, man. You just you, you had it in your grasp and just kind of let it go. I mean, it just you know I, I know refs played their part and they weren't very good, but uh, you know at the end of the day you had that one and just. Slipped through your fingers, and I, and I said it after the game, and I said it on the podcast, and I'll say it again, but, you know, unfortunately, I think just bad teams find ways to lose games, and, you know, it was the turnovers that that did you in. So, you know, again, it's unfortunate. It's a shame because I think that's one of the, one of the games you looked at, even though you're an 11.5-point underdog, that was one of your more winnable games left. And you do get Georgia at home, so you, you'll have the opportunity to, you know, exact your revenge on them. But, uh, you know, for a team just looking for any sort of – positive momentum, positive mojo, what have you. That that was a great opportunity to get it. And um oh, yeah. just a really tough L. Just just a really, really tough L. Yeah, because and the thing about this is you gotta look at Vanderbilt too because those are two ways we should have right now. Georgia being that that's still that's kind of scratching my head right now. What about you, Chris? Yeah, I mean I I'll say this. I think Vandy is I think Vandy is a little bit better this year than I thought they would be. Um, I mean, both those games are on the road. You know, it's hard to win on the road, but th- those were two of your more winnable matchups. So, again, you'll you'll have your opportunities, like I said, to get your revenge. But, um, yeah, I mean, you, you need to win those games on your home floor, no doubt. Yeah, because, like you said, we can't get beat on like this again at home because the, the beat there, it, it's got to stop, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and Chris, and the other thing is, um, I, I watched Steve O'Sale last uh, Sunday, I mean, yesterday, um, man, he was having a hard time getting loose, you know? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, yeah. I mean, because, I mean, Steve O'Sale, he was, he, he, there was, free throw was all his, they were all him a lot, you know? I mean, yeah, wouldn't you take away their top weapon also? I mean, I, that's, you know, and the Eagles are really good. So, I'll be honest with you, man, I didn't watch a single snap of that game. I, I really didn't. I, I'm, uh, I was locked in doing some other things. But, uh, yeah, it's a shame we don't get to see Debo Samuel in the Super Bowl. It is a shame. Uh, yeah, I, Chris, I'm a 49er fan. It's a, it's a shame. It's oh, a damn thing that okay. he, he, he had his chances, you know. Mm-hmm. But, no, we just got cute, you know. Yeah. 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 Hey, Chris, how I go, man? Um, man, Miami fired the office corners. I did not know that. Did you know that too, Chris? Yeah, they fired their OC, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I mean, for one year? Are you kidding? I mean, the pressure to win is high, my friend. The pressure to win is high. Yeah, and Chris, look at that, man. They, do you think he was looking at Miami's office corner too? I, I think he was, was he? I, I have no idea, man. As far as I'm concerned, he was looking at Dowell Loggins, Dowell Loggins only. He made one call and he got Dowell Loggins. So I will comment no further on the OC search. Yeah, and Chris, and look, Facebook, Gary, why Mibble? Say it again. Maybe the Facebook on uh, Gary Wiley? Nope. I don't even remember what you're talking about, Justin. Have no idea. That's about, that's about Justin, I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. Wiley. I'm kidding. Yes, I, I remember. I, I, yes, I, I recall that. Yes, I, I recall fans clamoring for Garrett Riley. Yes, I, I just, I'm joking with you because I'm so tired of the <laughs> madness associated with 
with the OC stuff that, you know what, I am, if it ain't about Dowell Loggins, I don't even want to hear it at this point. So I, I just, I, I'm, <clears throat> I'm done with the hypotheticals. I'm done with the, we wanted who, who wanted what. Hey, King Dowell is in Columbia and all hail King Dowell, the greatest OC who ever lived. Let Loggins cook. Yeah, I agree, Chris. And Chris, like you said, people see hold on this today, but I mean, come on, guys, let it go, please. It's hey, it's been let go, my friend. I promise you. I promise you, it's been let go. It's it's been let go. I I ain't yeah. It's it's been let go. So, I I will not even speak the name of the Clemsucks OC anymore from this point forward, as far as I'm concerned. He who shall not be named. Yeah, yeah, I agree, Chris. And Chris, and like I said, man, I I got over this line back, and like I said, I'm moving forward. Who have we got? That's who we got, right, Chris? All we got's all we need, my friend. All we got's all we need. Yep. Yep. Well, Chris, that's a good one, my brother. It's good talking to you, man. Yes, sir. Justin, I appreciate you, my guy. Thank you so much. You like right, Chris? Yeah, man. Take care. <sighs> yeah, I uh... – <laughs> Of course, I was messing around with Justin, but uh, no, nah, I, I, you know, the the I am focused on, I am focused on Dowell Loggins as our offensive coordinator. I am focused on nothing else other than that. Any other conversations regarding the OC stuff is irrelevant to me. So that that's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's all. Dowell Loggins to the freaking moon, folks. Um, an update here on the Gamecock signing class. Sports Talk tweeting out per Howard High School coach Paul Cameron in Macon, Georgia. Defensive end Zay Hardy will sign Wednesday at 9 a.m., but most likely not with the Gamecocks. Hardy also has several junior college options. Hardy committed to USC in August. So that's a bit unfortunate, I guess you could say. Um, sounds like it'll either be a JUCO or an HBCU or, or something else, but uh, – appears that Zay Hardy will not sign with Carolina. That kind of sucks. Anyways, here we go. Let's jump back to the phone lines here. Scotty, what's up, man? How are you? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Appreciate you asking what's going on. Dude, I hate to change it to the baseball topic real quick, but I'm ecstatic for the season to start. Um did you go to any of the scrimmages this weekend? I did not, but uh, I will probably be going this weekend. I would assume they'll be scrimmaging same format again. Um, my schedule is wide open this weekend, so I, I'd like to get down there and, and catch them for a day or two. So uh, I yeah, was not uh, there this I past went, uh, weekend. I, I heard a little bit from some folks who were there, but yeah, anyways. I was going to say, I was down there Saturday, and uh, I talked to some of the bullpen guys. Mm-hmm. Um, they said that Sanders – now, I'm a pitching-minded person, so this was pretty cool to hear. Mm-hmm. But uh, they said that he was like 96, 97, and his slider was like 90, 91. Uh, that's going to be difficult to hit right there, Bobby. Especially if it's got movement, like, of course it will and mm-hmm. stuff. So 
that's going to be something spectacular to see. And then, uh, oh, God, what's his name? Hold on a second. Caleb Denny? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boy. Oral Roberts transfer. So. He's got the pop in the back. That man hit two out on Saturday. Yeah, I heard that. I did hear Denny had a had a good day Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's listen, there's a reason, there's a reason Will Sanders is listed as an All American basically by every single publication. Um, you know, and he he needs to live up to that. You know, he he needs to be that guy for us, no doubt. Uh, if the Gamecocks are going to have a good season, I mean, we we need to swing it, and the offense is the question mark. But you know, I think if we're going to win upwards of you know high thirties, low forty, you know, if we're going to hit the forty win mark. You know, I, I think Will Sanders needs to live up to and, and be that All-American guy. He, he needs to be that that front-line ace, that that big-time, a double-digit win type of guy. I think it's very possible. So, um, I mean, he's got all the tools. He's got the stuff. You know, he needs help, obviously. But, uh, you know, I, I think Sanders is most certainly primed for by far his best season at Carolina. Definitely. They were saying that Noah uh, Hall was up there, too. Um, yeah. Not necessarily as fast as Sanders, but that he was up there. So um, that's something to really. Yeah. From every, from everything I've heard, from everything I've heard, it, it sounds like it's going to be Sanders, Hall, Mahoney on the weekend. That's that's what I would project it right now. I would so. definitely assume that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, my cousin is one of the equipment managers on staff and stuff, and we were sitting there Saturday, and uh, so I. You get to hear like all the coaches like sit there and talk to the players mm. and stuff like after the game. So very cool moment, especially because that's what I want to do and stuff like that. But besides the point, um, he was sitting there telling me about uh, uh, is it Gasses or Cassis? Cassis, yeah, Gavin like, Cassis. Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said that that kid's legit. Um, he said that he didn't play Saturday, so I didn't get to see him. But he said that coming from practice and stuff like that, that the man was something serious. Which, I mean, I would expect that, seeing as how he's coming from Vanderbilt. If nobody just gets recruited by Vanderbilt. But mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be pretty something. I don't know if I'm living on my high hopes right now because I realize who our head coach still is, but I'm excited. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited too, man. I mean, I, 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 you know, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If this team doesn't win this year, it's not because they lack talent. I, I just put it out there. It's, it's, it's not because they lack talent. I mean, you've got the arms. I, I think you've got. I don't think you've got a lineup like you know, uh, Tennessee last year by any means. But you got talent. You got good hitters. You've got quality hitters. You've got good enough. You, let me put it this way: You've got good enough hitters to complement the pitching staff that you have, and the pitching staff that you have is, in my opinion, an Omaha-caliber pitching staff. I mean, truly, it really is. I'm not – this is not me saying you're going to go to Omaha this year, but what I'm saying is is that if you can complement the pitching with just even average to slightly above average hitting, you're going to win 40 games. Like, I, I really do believe you can win 40 games with this with this roster. I really believe that. But will the hitting be there? I mean, that, that's, that's the question. Taylor's oldest time, right? Will the hitting be there? And uh, unfortunately, you know, I, I, I'm – I'm extremely hopeful and I'm optimistic because, and I think a lot of what drives my optimism for Carolina baseball is I, I, I just hold the program in such high regard and I know what the expectations are. And, and I feel like this is a program that, again, I, I think the expectations are fair for what you've done and what you are. Um, so I always go into every yard cock season, hopeful, optimistic, excited, 
You know, but I think there's real concerns. And when it comes to my expectations, my expectations are going to be more conservative than my hopes are, which might sound kind of obvious, but I'm just making that point because I, I still do think, you know, you look at Mark Kingston's tenure, and yes, you added Monty Lee. You added Monty Lee. That's a, that's a huge shot in the arm. But outside of that, that there's nothing that tells you that we're going to hit this year in a Mark Kingston. We haven't. We, ju we just haven't. And we've done this whole song and dance before with, with transfer portal additions and guys come in from schools like Virginia Tech and UCF and, and, and all these other schools, what have you, and it, and it just doesn't work. And it just it, the guys don't live up to the hype. And, um, you know, and in turn, the, 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 the lineup's just not very good. So I hope that's not the case this year. I, I really don't. Um, I really hope not. Because if you can swing it, even just average, you're just an average hitting team. If you're in the middle of the pack in the SEC and hitting, this team will probably win 40 games. That's how good the pitching will be. Yeah, I mean, my my prediction, I mean, I guess you can kind of see this, not as far as breakers, but just what's going to happen in most games. I feel like our starting pitching is going to get us to a tight ball game. So we're going to be in those ball games, the three to twos, the four to threes, you know, whatever. I think we'll be in games like that. My only concern is, are we going to have the bats to end up winning it? Mm -hmm. Or is our bullpen going to fail? Those are my only two concerns as far as I think we'll have a lot of close games. I really do because I think our pitching is going to be – at least our starting pitching is going to be outstanding. I don't know about the bullpen situation right now. I mean, I'm sure we'll get into that like when the season starts before SEC play. Um, but I feel like those are our two biggest like question marks on how to win those Oh, I think so as well. I, I think so as well, man. I, again, I think pitching is going to be the name of the game for us. And will we hit enough to capitalize on it? That's yet to be seen. Definitely. But uh, I'll leave you with that. I want to get off of here because I got to go into work. But it was great call, uh, talking to you. I'm super, super, super excited. Um, so I just wanted to get your thoughts on a couple of those things. Yeah. Yeah, Scotty, I appreciate it, man. Uh, and, and please do not apologize anybody for changing the conversation from – whatever whatever we're talking about to to baseball because i enjoy talking about it for sure i'll talk to you soon chris yeah man hey appreciate you scotty take care brother great stuff from our friend scotty and you know he he brings up a great some great points he does he brings up some great points yes uh jack mahoney is back rowdy rooster tailgate could take place you know a lot of it honestly is just going to depend on uh what's the record like you know how, how do we you know, how, how are we this year, you know, if we're good? Um, because baseball is, you know, it's just call it for what it is, guys. It's, it's one of those games where if you're, if you're not good, there's not much of a draw for it, right? So, I'll just say this, you know, I think what's interesting, apologize, excuse me, I, I'm sorry. I never yawn on TDC. I don't know why that just happened. But, uh, you know, I haven't spent hardly any of this preseason talking about Mark Kingston and his job status. Right, because selfishly, I I don't want to. I, I don't want that to be the lead topic of conversation. Now, you know, the the week of opening day on that Monday when we drop the podcast, that'll be the 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 full season preview show predictions, and we talk top storylines. I mean, you have to talk Mark Kingston. You have to talk his job status. You have to talk the temperature of his seat because it's a real thing. It's unavoidable, guys. It's unavoidable. And the the second things start to go awry, if they do. 
the fire Kingston chants are going to come out and they're going to be loud. They're going to be loud. I think even if we're winning, right? You know, unless we're winning at a really, really high clip, even if we're like, we're, we're getting by, you know, we're hovering around 500 SEC play. If we're doing so while not being able to swing the bat, I still think people are going to come out of the woodworks demanding a change at the head coaching spot because it'll just be more of the same, right? And that leads me to this when it comes to this season. I think one of my biggest fears is, and maybe fear is the wrong word, but I, I just, is it good enough if you say win 34 or 35 games and you go 14 and 16 or 15 and 15 in league play and you sort of back your way into the postseason because you rode elite pitching all year long, but you still couldn't hit, right? And let's say you, you know, let's say you get into a favorable regional as a two or three seed and you win that regional and get to the Supers. Like, if you bring him back, like, did you really solve the problem? Or did was your pitching just that dominant? You know, that that that's what I think scares me a little bit, is that they're going to back their way into the postseason and back their way into a super, and they're still not going to hit worth a damn. So we talk a lot about Carolina football, right? How it looks is important. I think Carolina baseball is the same way. Like, they need to hit. This team needs to hit, man. Winning's great. Winning's all that matters. But if you're winning and you're hitting 230 again in SEC play, 220 in SEC play, even if you win 34, 35 games, even if you go 15 and 15 in the league, even if you get to a super regional, did you really, like, like are all the problems, do all the issues just go away? Because at some point, not being able to hit is going to rear its ugly head again. Like, like I, I just... So, I, I just want a team that can swing the bats, man. And it's a shame because the pitching's good. The pitching's good. The pitching's really good. Anyways, we will see. I, I'm excited for the season, guys. Like I said, hey, like I've told you, and I posted this clip a couple days ago, we, we got to hit and hit early. We got to hit and hit early, folks. Um... No excuse not to swing the bats and get hot out the gate against that non-conference schedule. Let's jump to the phone lines. Call from Luke R.J. McDonald's Hall of Fame. To accept, press one. Luke R.J. McDonald's Hall of Fame. What's up? <laughs> I'm just chilling, bro. I was just messing with Robbie Davis, the way he says that. You know, they, they got the Big Mac. They got the double quarter pounder, the McChicken. The chicken nuggets, the double cheeseburger, number one franchise in the world. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not a huge McDonald's guy myself, but um, yeah, they are very popular for sure. Yeah, I uh, I just wanted to joke around and say that. Hey, I wanted to talk about two things uh, today. Uh, you know, the press conference thing you were talking about. Yeah. So. To be clear, uh, I know that every coach is uh, is good at press conferences. Um, referring to Muschamp, I mean, did he did he do well at press conference? Uh, yeah, he he did okay, but I never thought 
would win a national championship at South Carolina. Just just listening to him. I mean, I thought possibly we could be very good. Um, but I never thought he was going to just take us to a national title status or have a ch- have a real chance to get there. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think for most one when, I think for most people, the reason they thought that wasn't possible is because he didn't win at Florida. And I mean, listen, even the most diehard of Gamecock that thinks the world of South Carolina can tell you it's easier to win a national championship at Florida than it is South Carolina. And so if you can't win at Florida, you know what I mean? What makes you think you're going to win at South Carolina? (laughs) Like, I mean... You know, so I, I think that's a huge that's difference fair. too in 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 Beamer and 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 not that, you know, not we're we're just comparing for the sake of because it's January the thirtieth and, and we want to talk football, right? Um, but I mean that that's another thing too is like the beautiful thing about Beamer is that his coaching career is like a blank canvas, right? So there there's no there's no baggage with Shane Beamer. Shane Beamer brought no baggage, right. right? He's writing his story. This is still chapter one. Muschamp had baggage, right? He had baggage. He had been fired by another SEC school. So, yeah, I mean, I, again, just to your point, like reinforcing, I mean, I, I, I think I think Muschamp crushed or, or, you know, held his own, if you will, in – in uh in pressers and all and i know he did because the, again there were gamecock fans that loved him they adored him adored him that's my coach coach boom he's my coach loved him but you have to do that right you don't have a choice yeah like you either embrace your coach yeah. or you don't and nobody it's it's not right. a very it's not a very fun position to hold as a fan of your team it's not a very fun position to hold to be against your head coach, even if you're right in the end, right? It's just not a very fun position to hold. Now, for me, when I said fire Muschamp, I say that, but it became so glaringly obvious in my mind that he wasn't the right guy, right? I'm just saying from the jump, like if you're someone that you're doubting the head coach from the start, you you almost, you have to drink the Kool-Aid, right? You have to buy in. You have to. Or it's it's just not going to be very yeah, fun to be a fan. I mean, yeah, and uh, you know you wanted to to get better. You wanted to turn out. You support them and believe in them. But you know, it, just just when you when you evaluate a coach just off a of press conference, that's that's not like what I do, or or what I was you know thinking. But you know, there if you pay attention to what they say. You know, you can you can look at like there's there's times where like elite coaches you just go man that guy has he knows what he wants to say you know he just like the it factor the elite things that separate them from everybody else like you know uh, and I'm not I'm not seeing that from everybody because I don't watch a lot of different teams but when I heard that Tennessee baseball coach talk, I was like, that's one of those times where he, he, just by listening to him talk about the game, talk about his team, that's where you go, 
okay, he, he's a little bit different than just the average, you know, coach in D1 baseball. Mm-hmm. And that's just that's just the way I looked at it. And I felt the same way with Beamer. I mean, in his – Muschamp did good in his introductory press conference, and we were excited. You know, I felt like, you know, he like I said, he was going to do well. We could probably win. But not like Beamer. I'm over there, like, pumping my fist after everything he says. Like, just like, you know, this is going to be really good. And he knows what he wants to do from day one. And every time he talks, you know, unless it's just like some some pregame or like before the bowl game, that was kind of dull. But what, what, what else is there to say? But just when you listen to him and he's got that ick factor, you know, and I mean, that's that's. That's what I look at, and not all not all coaches have that, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're right. You're definitely right. Not not every coach is as good with the media as some others are, but it, it is kind of funny, my guy. And I'm not saying like you're you're saying this, but it's it kind of goes back to what what Coleman Hall said is is like, you know, fan is short for fanatic, and, and I'm not like obviously I, I love Gamecock fans, Gamecock fanatics, Gamecock Nation. I mean, truly the passion. I would never complain about the passion of Gamecock Nation, even those that loathe me, because it is that passion that allows me to do what I do for a living, right? There's just no what. There's no way I could do it for a living if people didn't care, right? Like, like, like that's that's exactly why I'm able to do it. Thank God for the passion that surrounds Gamecocks athletics and. Uh, and all the sports, you know, at USC, but especially football. But it goes back to what Coleman Hall said. It's like, it, it's almost like, you know, it means so much that when Beamer speaks, it's it's like a prophet speaking to people. Like, that. that's that's the level. That's the level, you know. that That is that is the level of it. So, um, you know, it, it's fans worship coaches the well, way folks worship God. I mean, it, it's just like, am I wrong? I mean, it's, truly. True, oh, damn I mean, near, damn near. You can compare it. it yeah, yeah. Some people. I'm well, not saying I'm all, but there, there are some people that take the fanatic, the, the the fanatical side of things to to a whole new level. And, and I don't know. Maybe maybe that's going a little bit too far. I'm not trying to put anybody in that box necessarily, but it's it's that it's that uh that old adage again. It just means more. It might mean too much, but. But it's just, you know, I think it, what it goes back to, like, your emotions, what you're saying, it's one of those things where you got a guy in Shane Beamer that you just really, truly, genuinely um, believe him. And I think one of the other reasons, too, is a lot of the things that Beamer says is a, is a breath of fresh air, you know, after dealing with the fallout of the Spurrier era at the end and dealing with the Muschamp days. And it's just, we're, you know, it's, it's almost one of those things where, like, we're – we've been in these horrible relationships and, and we're finally in a relationship where we're loved and appreciated. And, uh, you know, we, we get back the love that we give and we don't even know how to act. You know what I mean? It's like, we're on cloud nine. So I, you know, maybe I went a little far with the, I'm not saying people are out there, you know, have shrines in their house dedicated to, to Shane Beamer, but, uh, you know, it, it's, um, yeah, it's uh yeah I mean it's it I think it's just the result of having the right guy in charge and 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 people just resonate with everything he says and I mean for good reason because most of the time everything he says is is spot on so yeah so you know I'll make one more comment um to say that like someone could listen to coaches around the country just talk in their press conference and tell if they're gonna be good or not. Uh, like, I'm not saying I, I could possibly do that. Like, I'm not saying that. Um, you know, because 
there there are a lot of coaches. There are a lot of teams. I, I don't think you can evaluate a coach just off a of press conference, obviously, right? But when it's your team and you really pay attention to what he says, you can you can pick up on, man, this guy's different than the last guy we had or the guy before that. And, you know, so. But uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about real quick, and I want to be clear about this too, um, the the Jalen Hurts thing. So he is. Luke RJ, Luke RJ, I don't even really, to be honest with you, I don't even really know what the argument was in the first place. I just knew it was you and P-Dawk. And for those of you that are tuned in that are not in the Big Cock Club Discord, uh, above average Gamecocks and our boy Luke RJ a couple months ago got into a hell of a tizzy about Jalen Hurts, and you can take it from there because I I don't know anything about it. Okay, so I just wanted to just make a comment that you know, um, he's he's on the best team in the NFL. Uh, they're probably going to win the Super Bowl. They'll be favored. Uh, you know, he he's a really good quarterback. Um, probably, I probably you could probably say he's top five quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Um, the only thing that I mentioned that P Dog didn't like was that he didn't play well in the national championship game and in both national championship games. And he got benched and he was forced to transfer no matter who, who, uh, you know, replaced him. He just didn't, he didn't play well in those games. And, but both can be true. He, a better NFL prospect or NFL player than Tua that replaced him in college, yeah, you could probably say that. Like, of course, they're probably going to win the Super Bowl. Um, did did Tua or did Jalen get benched? And Saban benched him, and and then he had to transfer in college. That's also true. So, you know, I mean, you have to be able to separate the two because both can be true now he, he just he developed he got better and he he wasn't the same he did he also did well before those national title games and that's what p-doc was saying also like he, he his stats were incredible all year but you know the reason why i paid so close attention to it because they were playing clemson that year mm. in the national championship I mean, he went 13 for 31, one touchdown, and like 100 yards fast. So, you know, um, and Clemson won won the title. But, uh, you know, you, you just have to – both can be true, man. He, he got benched and he transferred. I mean, you can't, you can't dispute that. So, at the time, he wasn't the best QB. Um, I mean well, that that, think, that did indeed happen. He did he did get benched and he did transfer. That is a fact. Yeah. And it and it was all over the national championship, which the both national championship games, which they almost lost both with him as the starter uh, of Alabama. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, I don't know why that, you know. So, I think people just see what he's doing now and they're saying well you're just 
you're just hating on him. You're just hating on him. So I don't think he's good or, you know, whatever. But, you know, that's, a, that's all I wanted to say about that. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the baseball season. I mean, I always like uh, hearing stuff about the baseball baseball uh, team. So, yeah, I, I'm. I, listen, I'm excited. I mean, I, I'm excited too, and I hope the the team gives you a reason to tune in throughout the season, my guy. Listen, I, I don't, I don't, uh, you know, I I don't bring it up because I, I I don't blame you for it. I'll say, and I don't blame anybody that you know like checked out early last year. You know what I mean? It's it again. I very openly acknowledge that baseball and basketball are sports where you, you just you have to put a product on the floor on the diamond and if you don't the seasons are just too long right for people to invest their their time their energy their emotions in a, in a product that like they can see the ship sinking as it goes you know what i mean like I, so i don't blame you so again i say that sincerely that i hope and i feel but i hope that gamecocks baseball will field a product that you and many others can uh be proud of and stay tuned in throughout the entire season. And, you know, we can have some really, really fun baseball to be talking about in, in mid to late April and early May and hopefully into June. Yeah, so how long is a baseball game usually? About over three hours, right? Yeah, I, I would say, I mean, it really depends, right? There's no timer on baseball, but uh, a college game, yeah, typically going typically to take three or three and a half hours, yeah. Yeah, so even if they're, they're like, incredible to see, mm-hmm. three hours a day, four times a week, you know, to yeah. to watch baseball. I mean, it's a lot, even if you're, you know, you you love baseball. Oh, I trust me, my guy. Uh, trust know. me. I, I, I agree with you 110%. Um, I mean, listen, listen, I, this will be my first season – uh, doing TSUS full-time, not living in Columbia, right? So I'm not going to be at Founders Park for every game like I used to do. And uh, I'll be totally honest with you. And if this makes me a – you want to question my fandom, so be it, which would be bogus. But if you want to do that, you can. But I'll be totally honest with you, Luke RJ. I'm not going to miss sitting out there at the ballpark for four hours in a Tuesday midweek game when it's 45 degrees outside. I'm, I'm just not going to miss it, my guy. So I agree with you. College baseball yeah. can can drag. I mean, very badly. So um, yeah, you know the, the the pro game is much more efficient because those guys are so good. But yeah, I mean those college games can they can drag. No doubt they can drag. No doubt. I listen. I don't I don't blame you at all, man. I I totally get it. I totally get it. Yeah, I mean it's a lot, especially if you you tune into a game and then you know they're. They're not hitting or yeah. they're getting blown out or something, you know. Yeah, I trust me, man. So. Like I said, I, I get it. It's it's the scarcity and the limited supply. That's one of the one of the things that makes football so incredible. There's only 12 opportunities to watch your team, right? It's it's just that that scarcity. You know, you you'd watch a football game if it was six hours, right? There's only 12 of them, so it's yeah. uh, I mean, truly, truly, it's it's that scarcity that makes it so special. One of the things. One of the things. Yeah, and if you don't go to the game and the broadcast is just like, you know, not very good and there's no replay, there's no scoreboard, I mean, it makes it kind of hard to, to to watch every game. But, uh, yeah, Chris, uh, that's all I got, man. Uh, have a good rest of your day and uh, go Cox. Appreciate you, Luke RJ. Thanks so much for the call. Great stuff from Luke RJ. 
as always, guys, we'll, we'll roll through it. We won't take another break. We got eight minutes to go. I feel like Brennan M. would give me hell if I did so. A uh, quick update, by the way, guys, on the spring tour side of things. I'm still working with Carolina Alehouse on getting these dates finalized. So, as you can tell, of course, we're not even going to start the spring tour uh, until late March, I think. So, we've got time. We're going to wait until it warms up a little bit and we get into baseball season. And also, we got postseason basketball to to discuss and get into. And, uh, you know, of course, the spring game will be upcoming on April the 15th. Looking forward to that as well. And just really excited for what we got in the work. So appreciate y'all. Appreciate your patience as we get, uh, you know, as we get all these dates finalized and, and, and all the details secured and everything. Jacob E says, spending a Tuesday evening watching your team get out hit and out pitched by PC or any other lowly team wasn't very fun last year. I, Jacob, I agree. Listen, listen, my man. I agree with you 110%, my guy. I agree with you 110%. I'm I'm not blaming. I mean, listen, as much as I love baseball, I checked out last year. Like mentally, in, in the sense of, I mean, I wasn't totally checked out, obviously, but I was, you know, I, I wasn't making it a point to sit down and watch every game in the sense of like, you know, we were playing golf and I was kind of doing whatever and just kind of keeping one eye on it. Um because it's just one of those things where it was like, you know, who's paying attention anyways? Like, we're not good. We're horrific, actually. So, you know, I, I, I am excited for that to not be the case this year. Let me just put it that way. But you can't blame fans, man. There's so many games. And, I, I mean, like you mentioned, man, when you're sitting there getting, getting your butt whooped by PC and Savior and the Citadel and Charlotte. I mean, dude, the, the, the midweek games we lost last year was, was just – it was just brutal. And I, and I will say this. You know, I know we talked starting pitchers a couple of weeks ago, but Eli Jerzenbeck is a name that you need to keep an eye on. The freshman from Charlotte, absolutely electric stuff. You know, from the sounds of it, it sounds like he's going to be kind of in line to be your next big-time Friday night guy. You know, 96, 97 miles an hour with the fastball. Again, the stuff is filthy. Uh, but he's probably going to be your Tuesday guy. So, I think pitching depth should – and, of course, you need improved hitting. But I think pitching depth should eliminate a lot of those struggles in the midweek. I, I, I And that's got to be a point of emphasis, right? Normally, you come into a season like, oh, it's a midweek, whatever. We'll just win. No big deal. But after last year, you know, again, losing to the Citadel, Xavier, PC, you know, uh, uh, Charlotte, the list goes on and on. The midweek's got to be a point of emphasis this year. It's got to be a point of emphasis. So, um, improve pitching depth. You need to swing it better. I think the focus in the midweek needs to be better as a whole. But I, th I think the improved depth of the pitching staff is going to help eradicate some of those midweek woes. But it is something to keep an eye on as we uh, as we begin this season and go throughout as well. So, yeah, the midweek had me wondering how Kingston got another year. That's what Jacob E. said. Yeah, it's truly, truly. Um, Coleman Hall, baseball and golf are all one and the same. Fun to play and fun to watch the important games and rounds. Indeed, 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 Coleman. Indeed. But like I said, last year, I, I was playing golf like Wild Carolina. I mean, I, I made a post-game video last year from the golf course. My Fire Kingston video was from the golf course, right? You might recall that. So, yeah, what a time. What a time. Anyways, guys, just a couple of minutes to go. Okay, how about this? Uh, South Carolina will scrimmage. Baseball will scrimmage Wednesday 
at 3.30, Friday at 3.30, and then Saturday and Sunday are TBD. Saturday, Sunday are TBD. So I'm going to try to get to Columbia this weekend. I I, I really, even if it's just for Friday, I, I really would like to see. I guess Friday would be the toughest. So probably Saturday or Sunday would work better because we got TDC on Friday, and I, I there's no way I could make it in time. But I would like to get down there. I, I would like to get down there to check them out, you know, just, just at least once, just to get a look at them, just to get a look. So we will see. We'll figure it out. We'll see what the weather's doing and uh, go from there. So. Lynn Turner said, last year our bullpen was so decimated because we had to pull guys to weekends due to injuries that the midweek pitching was terrible. Yeah, Lynn, exactly, exactly. Like I said, I, I think that the the improved depth in the pitching staff and and fingers crossed you don't deal with the injury bug like you did last year, you know, I, I think you should have a lot more options for the midweek. Absolutely. I think you should have a lot more options for the midweek, um, which should, again, erase some of those just inexplicable Midweek losses. I mean, I, 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 listen, it's baseball. Anything can happen. But there's no excuse for South Carolina losing to, losing to the Citadel, losing to, losing to Presbyterian, you know, losing to USC Upstate, losing to Charlotte. I mean, it, dude, you, you think about it. It was crazy. Crazy. How many of the in state teams beat Carolina? Wednesday at 3.30, Friday at 3.30, and then Saturday, Sunday, TBD is the Gamecocks scrimmage schedule for South Carolina baseball. So in case you guys are wondering, um, and they are free and open to the public. And then next weekend, they have their Fan Fest. They have the Fan Fest. I don't think I'll, yeah, I know I won't be at that one. But uh, they've got Fan Fest February the 11th. Y'all go check that out for sure. Should be a good time, I imagine. Uh, again, guys, great show today. I feel like time just flew by today, right? Time flies when you're having fun. But uh, be sure to check out the podcast. Drop this morning, episode 755. Full breakdown of what happened over the weekend in recruiting, basketball, our Yardcocks breakdown continues. We'll have a fantastic guest, J.D. Pakel of On3 Sports, uh, on the podcast on Thursday. And we'll get it rolling with our guests on TDC Tomorrow, as we start that off. Evan, what's up, my man? Go check out Evan's article from this morning as well on the Gamecocks baseball team. He says, PC lost 36-4 to to Campbell two days before beating South Carolina and Columbia. That was the most jaw-dropping loss of the season to me. Yeah, I remember that, Evan. I do remember that. That was, again, inexplicable. Truly inexplicable. But uh... <laughs> it's crazy to think we're going into a season where, like, we need to get revenge on Presbyterian, but. Sure enough, that's where we are. So, anyways, guys, we fit 2 o'clock. Appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Y'all have a great rest of your Monday, and we will talk to you all tomorrow.